listening to Comedy Central. Hey, friends. Welcome to the You Up podcast. It's your hit of pod today. It's Friday. Oh, my gosh. The weekend is... It feels like the first kind of, like, weekend that you can be like, it's the weekend. I don't know. Maybe last weekend felt that way, too. Um, But I am going to relax this weekend. I hope you get a chance to. It's uh, been a long day again. Uh, Today was... Not a lot to show for it at the end of the day, though. Podcast, um, a uh, past life regression uh, session. I told you guys about that, that uh, when Anya was on the show the other day, I told you I was going to go talk to a guy about past life regressionism. I don't know if that's the name of it, but it's a, a type of therapy where you go back in your past lives and your future lives and you figure out things. And I don't believe any of it, to be real honest with you. However, I am open to new experiences. This guy approached me after hearing me. I, I was reminded of how he knew of me. He wrote me in my DMs. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll check this out. He offered me a free session. Um, he saw me on Bill Maher. And on Bill Maher, I was talking about how I was running my own kind of Zoom, not Zoom, uh, Goop lab in my parents' place where I'm just like trying any kind of therapy that I'll, you know, I'll do whatever I was doing. I did breath work, which is where you just hyperventilate until you start fucking hallucinating because your, your body thinks it's dying. Um, and then I did uh, hypnosis, which I didn't talk about on any platform. I haven't even talked about it yet because I don't know that I've processed it, but I really was just trying to get hypnotized to like help me with a couple specific things. And I don't know if anyone here has ever done hypnotism, but it was not what I thought it was going to be. And I think it might be this way. Like, I think this might be a kind of way that you hypnotize people. And and then you talk like this and it's really this exaggerated. But when I talk like this, it's going to do something to your mind. And if I talk like this, it doesn't do something to your mind. I mean, honestly, that is the way she talked for an hour to me. And it was all part of it. But it was like going on a roller coaster with her intonation. It was her key, not, it was, it was, I have thought of roller coaster. I thought of the fucking thing I talked about on the podcast yesterday where the kid died at the wind, the, the theme park, the water park. Um, oh boy, it's a gruesome story in the Kansas City one. Someone wrote to me that they go to that water park in the years past and they haven't taken down the, the water park, the ride, which is a mistake. But I guess it would take so many cranes because it's like one of the tallest in the world. So the Schlitterbahn or whatever the fuck this thing is called that, that a kid was fucking decapitated on. Tragic, tragic story. They keep it up. And he said there's stains on it. And I go, blood stains? And he said, no, it's probably rust. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but anyway, past life regression guy. So I was open to it just because I thought it'd be a good story. But the, yeah, the, the hypnotist, you guys, someone write me if, if, if you experience a similar thing where the person talked like this and then they talked like this and then they talked like this and made things questions that were not questions. And then it was wild. And I don't think it worked because I just was judging it the entire time being like, this is so weird. Um, so this guy was... He sent me a questionnaire before my session. First of all, it's a four-hour session. I carved, I said, oh, yeah, I'm free Thursday at three. And, um, and then he wrote back, he's, and I think I had to go, how long will this be? And he did four hours. Because I thought it was like, oh, maybe an hour and a half. 
I go, four hours, maybe mention that in the first, when, when you schedule it. Hey, th- by the way, this is going to take up half of your waking day. Um, and so I made the t- time. I split it between Thursday and Friday. He said we could split it up. So I did the intro today where I met with him. And he just asked me, he sent me a questionnaire. Let me read you the questionnaire because it was like... <laughs> I wrote to him and I go, I can't answer any of these questions. And I'll tell you why as soon as I pull it up here. Common questions for your higher self slash subconscious. If you had access to the library of all things, you, in quotes, you, past, present, and future, what would you want to know? Imagine what it would be like to ask your life librarian the questions you've always yearned to have more clarity on. The sky is the limit. You can ask anything. And then that gives you a a little bit of a, a prompt, like, one, a question you could write, what is my purpose in life? Okay, well, that would kind of be my big question. But I, and then it goes inquiry into career decisions and directions, um, questions regarding relationships, insight into physical, emotional ailments, recurring dreams, additional questions, and then as a page and a half for you to write additional questions. I was like, I don't know what to, f- I don't want to know anything. At first I go, will I end up with someone? Will I find love? Will I be in love again someday? And then I was like, I don't want to fucking know that because the truth is if I, if I, if the answer is no, I don't want to know that how that takes a lot of hope out and I won't even trust it if he says no. So I don't care. And if he says yes, and then he tells me who it is and say he's right, then that ruins it. And then I just, I think so much of living is not knowing what's going to happen. I don't want to know what's going to happen. Good or bad ever, ever, ever. I don't like spoilers. I don't want life spoilers. I don't like, when I watch a TV show, I don't watch the beginning, like minute and a half of usually most every reality show because all it is is telling you what's gonna happen later on. It's always like, tonight on a very special. I don't ever watch any of those. I don't wanna even see a moment. I don't wanna see a girl gasp. Cause I'm like, God, I could have witnessed that gasp in the real moment. Um, so that's what I'm saying. I, so I wrote back to him and I said, I don't wanna answer this. And I even said that I don't believe in past or uh, future lives. So um, this doesn't, I don't care about something I don't believe in. <laughs> I insulted his work, but I am a skeptic. Why should I believe this shit? I gotta be sold on it. So I'm willing to be sold. I showed up at it and it honestly felt like a date. The guy is way younger than I thought he was. He's like my age, probably a little bit younger. And he's just like a therapist. He's asking about, cause all the questions I sent him, I thought I was sending to an old man who can see into past lives. Turns out it's a, like a kind of attractive guy in his late twenties who can see into your past life. So I, so I sent him all these questions. And by the way, I, the, the, the questionnaire he sent me was like a paper. There wasn't like places to fill out. So I would have had to print it out, scan it. So I just wrote down the answers. To the, at, I wrote down my questions and then took pictures of all these pages. And I'm so vulnerable, you guys. Like, cause I thought I was going to like an old man. I don't know why that would change the, my vulnerability, but like, I didn't know it would be like a young guy. And I go, so I wrote questions like, what am I afraid of? Why is sex terrifying? What is my, and why am I sharing this with you? I don't fucking know. Just maybe to get a little less, like, I don't want it to only be shared between me and this doctor boy. He's not even a doctor. He just talks to like past lives. What is my fear if I were to stop and do nothing? Like things like that. So I wrote all these questions. I took pictures of these pages. We get to the session. He has them printed out and like huge and he's going over them. And so he's just go digging right in. He goes, so 
let's talk about your issues with food. And I'm like, um, we just met. Like if this were a date, we haven't even ordered drinks just because I gave you a little roadmap to my insanity doesn't mean you get to go there yet. But I guess that should have been my, my thing. It ended up being like a therapy session that I gotta be honest. I didn't fucking need. (laughs) I already do therapy. I work on myself every day. And am I going to go through with the three hour session tomorrow? You're damn right. I am because what the fuck is going to happen then? And I spent all day opening, bearing my soul to this kid. I'm not going to not follow through and find out what my, what wild thing he's going to tell me. And I'm setting him up for success too. You know, I gave him a bird thing today. He can tell me I was a bird in a past life. That'll really, he'll think that I'm going to be real delighted by that. He can make up that he can, um, I think my food stuff, he's going to make it. So I'm, I was like maybe a refugee in a past life. Or uh, I said that I have a fear of homelessness, which I really do. He'll probably say that I was homeless in a past life. I gave him a lot to work with today. And I know what I gave him. So I'm going to be aware of when he comes through tomorrow with some stuff. But it was like, what have I done? Um, I just, and even during the session, I was like, I got to be on. And I, because I was telling him about dates and how I get angry about having to spend time with people that aren't my soulmate. I don't like to practice. I just want to only do things that are moving swiftly towards the goal I want. And dating does not seem to be swiftly moving towards my soulmate. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like that's how I'm going to get to the person I'm meant to be with by going one guy, trying out one guy. It just doesn't, I don't think it's it. And it feels like pointless. And I think a lot of self-help work can also be that way where it's like, the thing that's going to work is going to work. And that's why I'm giving it one session, just like I gave hypnotherapy one session, just like I gave breath work one session. Those things didn't stick for me. Meditation stuck. Therapy in general did stick. I don't think going out back in my past lives is going to stick, but I am entertaining it. And if it does work, I'll tell you about it. And then you guys can do it. So I feel like there is some benefit in this, but three hours is a long time for old glazed dog to, to give that much time to something tomorrow. I mean, that's a big chunk of my day and it's like a work day, but I'm going to do it. And I reserve the right that if it's weird to be like, um, hi, I don't respect you or this process. And so I'm going to go, I mean, I guess there's a polite way to say that, but I might say that the kid, the kid was good. Let me just say that this guy knew his shit. He, um, he's going to be good. Like he's a, he's well on his way to being like a good therapist. He cares. He made me feel very comfortable. Although I am just someone, he kept thanking me for being so open, which was very nice. I had to keep being like, you're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. Um, so he'll, and I, I, he even asked me, you know, like, what would you be if you weren't a comedian? Um, and he doesn't know me from anything except Bill Maher, by the way, he didn't, he watched a little bit of my stand up. And uh, he, he actually said some things that actually made me feel really good because he, he was like, I didn't know anything about you. I just watched one thing and this is what I observed about you. And I was like, that's actually helpful for me that how I come across to someone who's only absorbed this thing that I did. He said he watched my first, my banging special and I talk about blowjobs for 13 minutes straight. Like that's all I talk about, which, you know, feels like a triumph in and of itself. It was something that I honestly didn't seek to do, but once the material seemed to be that hefty, I, I was like, yeah, it'd be bold to put it in the front of the special. So that's what I did. And he was like, you like to, you like to buck convention. You go, you do the, you do scary things. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I didn't realize like that was like, it was so offensive. So I guess that made me think of it that way. And that was kind of helpful. But, um, 
I don't know if finding out who I was in my past life is going to be helpful because here's my point about past lives and I'm going to move on. I'm excited because I have my friend Esther, uh, Esther Pavitsky coming on. She has a new special that I can't wait for that is like part reality show and is like making me jealous. And I, that's why I want a reality show so bad. I just want to be filmed candidly, but just talking about past lives, I don't think human, human beings are going to live that much longer so for me to explore some kind of future life, it's just going to be like either a rat, a cockroach, or like an, uh, some kind of like molecule on a rock. So like this is my, so future lives, I just don't believe, maybe I'll be something in the future, but I think it's kind of, this is the last, if, if there's been a bunch of lives in the past. And every one of our past lives are as women, if you're a woman in your past life, up until the past couple, like hundred years, you were getting raped and abused like on the daily. So it was just like a terrible existence as a woman, as a human being, it was just rough for most of human civilization, not even civilization, pre-civilization. It was really rough, but it's only been good for like our lifetime. So before that, it's just a bunch of bullshit. So of course we're all stressed out. We were getting like beat by cavemen and drug about by our hair, which sometimes was kind of hot and turned us on. Okay. I got to get to Esther. She's going to be here in a second. Um, I got to get ready for it. So we'll be right back with uh, little Esther, Esther Pavitsky right after this. Tie-dye twins. Yes. Girls. <laughs> oh my god we're back with um one of my favorite people and, and someone who i'm just so excited that I, i'm friends with her because she's someone who i look at as like a cool girl of comedy and uh, i just know if you like anything i do you'll like what she does because i really do admire her comedically so much she has a new special out when is it coming out Friday, June 5th at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central, and then it'll stream for free after that. Oh my gosh, so exciting. Yes, guys, remember to set your DVRs for this. It's Friday, June 5th. I would love for you to do that. It would really mean a lot to, to everyone and to Comedy Central if you pretended like you watch TV again, like cable. <laughs> just do it, please. You don't even have to watch it on there. You know you're gonna stream it later, but just throw them a fucking bone. Truly, set your DVRs. Uh, it's called uh, Hot For My Name, right? That's right. Hot For, Hot my, for my Name. name. Uh, because I'm guessing because your name is does not connotate hotness generally. It's not a cute name. And growing up with the name <laughs> Esther, people, you meet people and they're always like, oh my God, that was my dead great grandmother's name. And you're just like, okay, I thought I was pretty, but I guess not. And it's, it's in one of my jokes. It's a line in one of my jokes. Yeah. And um, I like it because it's self-deprecating, but it also makes it sound like I do think I'm a little bit pretty. <laughs> yes, you are. You are hot, hot for, for your name. name. Uh, Thank you, you. I I I really relate to like, that's why I love you so much because you do like girly things. You do care about like being cute and like looking cute. Like not that all the time. It's not like at the, four, but you would mm -mm. you admit that you care about that stuff totally i mean but to me like makeup and stuff is more like for fun you know i try i know you know we both are women in this industry and we both kind of there's all these annoying standards that we have to live up to but i try very hard to treat makeup like it's a it's a 
fun hobby, you know, and not necessarily like something that anyone actually needs. Yes. Um, so I try to keep it like light and fun as, as I, as possible. Um, That's really good, Esther. I love hearing you say that because that you, you sound like you're actually considering the responsibility you have to young girls who were watched you. <laughs> I'm serious to not make it seem like it's everything and that you need it. And like, but that it can be fun because there are young girls watching and there's me watching who sees makeup tutorials or girls talking about clothes and I get so triggered by it. And I'm like, I, my clothes aren't cute. My, I don't care that much about my makeup. I don't clean my brushes. And then I start to hate <laughs> myself and hate being a woman and, and want to like dump everything, even though I get really excited about a really cute, fun tie dye shirt. Well, that shirt is so cute and you're Ugh. so beautiful. And you know what though? It's fucking, it's so hard and confusing. And like, I just, I can be both things, you know, I can be like glammed up and like, you know, get a cute shot. You get your, your makeup and hair done for press, but I can also be absolutely disgusting and I have not showered <laughs> in like a week plus. And that's, I'm, I have to be as com confident then um, as when I'm like all dolled up. I do have a ring light right now, which I'm very I do too. About. Mine's <laughs> out, but like ring lights change everything. And I, I've been loving, I've been, they're like spray tans. They're the spray tans of zoom. Like they make your hotness so much greater, but it's always really funny when you see a guy with a ring light, like you see it in their glasses, like guys oh. with ring lights. I'm just like, ah, uh, I mean, I understand some I of them know. need it. But it's no, just, I'm with you on that. It's like, I don't want to see a guy trying anything when it comes to looks. I want a guy that like just knows they're disgusting and just embraces it so that you, the girl, like, and I know this is very like classic, you know, whatever way of looking at it, but I want to be the pretty little star and you to be just absolutely disgusting wow. and just stuffing your, stuffing your fat face not showering like that's what is very attractive to me that's so interesting because i i don't I, i'm attracted to men who are who are hot and know they're hot like that is a I thing know that you i know you are like. it's so weird it's and i it is weird it's a problem. And I don't, it is a problem and it's getting in the way because i will like like I will not like someone and then I will get around them. And if they're so hot, I just get dazzled and I just get stupid and I, I can't think. And I just, I, I go, I just, I get really duped by hot guys like very easily. And I, but the thing about the thing I know is a bad sign in a guy. And I'm sorry if you do this and you're listening, but it's a bad sign. Selfies guys should never yes. do selfies. No excuse to ever do one where it's just about your face. Like, that's a huge red flag. Huge. Why, why, tell me why that's a red flag for you. I'm curious because you actually like a looking guy. So tell me why. Now I still like guys that take selfies, but I acknowledge that it is a definite because they, they care about what people think. And that means they will like you when they, when you aren't really that into them. But as soon as you, they get you they're going to want to seek it elsewhere. This guy is in desperate need of approval and it's never going to be enough. I'm never going to be enough for this guy. Well, can I tell you right now, that's exactly why I have completely given up on being chased. Okay. Like I do not ever, and I I'm engaged now, but like 
before that and moving forward, if he passes away, he's very old um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's very unwell. Um, no, but like, yeah, you just, you, you get guys that don't take care of themselves. So you, maybe you can go through <laughs> a bunch of them in a lifetime. <laughs> um, but if they, here's the thing, if a guy chases you, what's he going to do when he gets you? He's going to want to chase someone else. And that's Whoa. why. Yes, bitch. Yes. Whoa. That is why. Blowing maybe, my mind, Esther. What the fuck? If you are waiting to be chased, this is just generic advice, not specific towards you, but also maybe. But like, <laughs> you kind of just, we're fucking strong women, okay? We like pop stars. We do stand up on stage. You're in a sold out theater tour. Like, you got to just go get that guy. Like, you got to be interested in someone and pursue him. Now, that doesn't mean like, <laughs> oh, go be all bold about it. But like, I, I just think like, take that power and put it in your hands a little more. Because if you're like getting with the guy that chases you down, I, I don't trust that path. I personally don't trust it for myself or for my friends. Yes. <laughs> I really am hearing what you're saying right now. I like, it's hard though, because I have done that before where I've been aggressive and it's so bad. It's, it hurts so bad when you get rejected. However, that who cares? You just, that's what we do for a living. It's what we do. Like I'm getting rejected all the goddamn time professionally. Yeah. You're so right. That's a really, really good point. I, um, you would not be where you are today if you couldn't handle rejection, like a fucking beautiful pro. I really should. You know what I'm almost scared of though, is that if I pursue a guy and he is like, yeah, and then I won't want it, but then I can just not want it. I can just be like, I was yeah, wrong. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I know. I heard you. I do that with career things about too. That. I heard you talking about that. Let me, I got to close the door. Cause I was told I was being loud. Um, the, I heard you say that like, once a guy likes you back, you kind of get over him. Yeah. I mean, that's just the classic low self-esteem. I really got to work on that, but I, I'm just going to choose wisely and like focus. I, I think right now though, I, I really am, I'm forcing myself to like date when I don't really want to find a guy. I really don't need one right now. And just, I just feel like when he appears, I'll go after him. That's how I got my last boyfriend. I fucking went after him. You're so right. This is, this is checking out. Um, I wanted to ask you about your special because it's, it seems to be from the trailer, your special, um, hot for my name. Uh, my guest is little Esther Pavitsky. It's going to be on June 5th on comedy central. Make sure to DVR at 10 PM. It seems like half docu-series. Did you, they, Nick, your director, same director I had for my special bang and Nick Goosen, shout out. He's yes. amazing. And he, he did something on yours that I wish I could have done on mine, but didn't find a way to make it work. It's like a docu-series. So he followed you around with camera, right? Yeah. So what we did was we knew, um, so Nick, like he was kind of my producing partner in it. So he and I knew from the get-go, like, this is the special we want to do. We want it to go behind the scenes of like, you know, basically footage of my family. And so what we did was I had always been really inspired by my favorite TV show, The Osbournes. Um, Oh my God. I love that show so much. MTV reality show, like early days before reality TV, I think got too overproduced, right? Like I didn't want it to feel like the Kardashians where it's like, we're all sitting down and there's like a plot and a scene and like a setup that I just, I don't like watching it. I didn't want to put that out there. And so I wanted this to feel like a fly on the wall. It was just Nick and his camera, one camera, just, we went to visit my parents um, and it was just him sitting at the kitchen table. And that was kind of the 
the best way to go about it because you know my parents aren't performers like and I think if we had had a camera crew and all that shit like it would have been, been so nervous oh yeah when my parents are in front of a camera crew because I've used my parents a lot and things they just get a different they get giggly and they get off like we need you need to keep it they truly need to forget the cameras are there to like capture the best parts of them do they um 100%. are they happy with how they turned out do they have they seen it yet they have seen it they are okay with it like my mom is your typical like insecure midwestern woman it's just like oh my god like i look oh i look so old yeah but yep. <laughs> but i think she's beautiful of course. um and they're my parents are really they're really funny in it i'll just say it like i honestly think that my stand-up is the weakest part of the special and everyone who's seen it so far is like your parents steal this show. Like <laughs> they, but I don't know. I'm curious if you have this similar, I don't, I think our dynamic is so different because you said your parents love having you there. When I asked you the other night, like yeah. my parents do not want anything to do with me. And that's not an exaggeration. Like you'll wow. see in the special, they just have no respect for me. They don't think I'm talented. Like they no. don't think, yes, it's really, Oh, it's I'm so quite... sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did you become who you like? Are you still seeking their approval? Is that what made you become, um, you know, tr pursue this career to get their approval? Do no, they like show business stuff? Do they go? Do you? Are do they watch TV? Did you grow up seeing them give attention to the TV? And you're like, if I get on that, like, oh, are you trying to impress question. them? I don't definitely not anymore. I feel like I, I was a very lonely child. So I think my entertainment industry pursuit is like rooted in just being lonely, like in my room with nothing to mm. do. Um, like wanting attention that way. Um, but yeah, I don't. Cause I, 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 that would bum me out so much if my parents didn't, my parents are so supportive. I'm so lucky, but I do realize it's like, Oh, I was trying to get their attention all along. They really care about the TV and they really care about celebrities and they really care about comedy. So like I essentially did the thing that they, I mean, I'm treated like a goddamn queen when I'm on TV in this house. Like I've been on TV really? like four or five times, even the local news that, that night, my mom made dinner and she's like, you EJ take out Nikki's recycling. Wait, like it's my birthday. You were on, on the, TV. you were you were on the local news like during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot. For what? Just interviewed me, the local weather guy um, or the sports guy uh, was, is a fan dream. and interviewed me. Yeah, it was. it's so cool. I'm finally like becoming like a St. Louis celebrity. It's pretty awesome. And I'm like, uh, oh, I could be the you most- and Nelly. You I know me and Nelly. That's gonna like, cause I'm asking you about this stuff because I want to do a reality show. And I- You have and to. I, because I know that I would- that I'm worthy of doing one because I want to watch other female comics lives too. Like what, when you do l literally like lives, like Instagram lives, I am, you're so captivating. I love watching like the, the behind the scenes. I really feel like that's well, I, what I'm I interested agree. in. I am interested in it as well. And that's why the special, I didn't want it to be just stand up because I felt like I wanted this to be a way for people to get to know me in all yes. the ways that are, are good ways of getting to know me. And I felt like that would include stand up and like real footage because we're comedians, Nikki, not because we're just like great joke tellers. Like that's we, that we, you especially like we have that, but we, we are also comedians because we're just like, 
weirdos, you know? And that's yes, really there's funny. a lot more to mine for than just our standup. We're entertaining in other ways and, and interesting. I would love, I, my mom does not miss a single one of your Instagram stories. She catches me up on you, Jenny. I'm glad I made her proud. <laughs> you really have. <laughs> but like, I would love to watch like, what the hell is going on when you turn this recording off and you go into your p- parents' kitchen? Like, I want to see that. I want to see what they're saying to you. Like, yes. what? it's so weird. It's so weird. I got it. Thank you for your endorsement. That really means a lot to me. I, um, I'm so excited for your special that, and, and seeing the behind the scenes because, oh yeah, the one thing I wanted to end with uh, definitely watch Esther's special next Friday, June 5th on Comedy Central, but also just go fall in love with her on um, Brody Stevens's reality show, which is the first time I saw you do reality that you were captivating. I think that was really what lit the fire under my ass of like, I want to be on a reality show because it looks, you can look so interesting and so cool and so sweet and so vulnerable and so funny. You were great on Brody Stevens. Um, it, enjoy it. I think it was called, but I put a clip of her, of, of Brody, the late bro, uh, Stephen Brody Stevens, who Esther was really good friends with. They are on his show. And I put a clip of, if you go deep in my Instagram feed and just look for a, a still image of uh, Brody, you'll find the, the clip of you and Brody eating pho, pho or something. something in Thai town. By the way, thank you for posting that. It really meant so much to me to get to watch was, that. What, rewatching that whole series was a moving and emotional experience, but seeing you in it and how dear of a friend you were and how funny and cute you guys were together was just on another level. It is truly one of the best things I watched uh, last year was rewatching that reality show. And you were just fantastic in it. I mean, you're just so talented and you had your own thank show you, on, um, uh, what, what was free form that I was on yeah. called alone together, yeah. which has become the hashtag of the pandemic alone together. Have oh, you seen that? I, it's, amazing you were by the way so good I know I was telling you but you were so good on that show your uh, improv I'll never forget your improv like with the parking validation like you were just so funny and uh, I know you you said recently on a podcast you're not an actress but Nikki I like if ever I'm you. hiring actresses for anything ever again I will be calling you and dragging your ass out I love you set. for saying that it's one of my you know my biggest insecurities so your validation and that means weird. everything but it's weird. You're so good. Why are you? <laughs> you are very important to me, Esther, because you're such a cheerleader. And as another female comic who I was like, we could eat, we could both be so threatened by each other. And at times I have to admit, I am, I'm like, she's so cute. And I could never be that funny and that natural, but you're nothing but the nicest and most uplifting woman for other women. So I, I, I just love you so much. Uh, thank you for you. being on the podcast today. Seriously. This Thanks was for awesome. having me. Let's, let's have a sleepover when this is over. I can't wait. We'll tie dye things. Thank you, Esther. Check out her special this, uh, June 5th, Friday, Comedy Central. Um, hot for my name. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. We'll see you Monday. Uh, have a great weekend and squirt, squirt, jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 